Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Line, like the official Raiders podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 10 of the NRL sees the Raiders up against the Sydney Roosters, the grand final rematch on Thursday night at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Can't wait for this one. Joining me to talk everything Raiders this week is the Raiders media team, John Croyder and Tom Logan. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen, and um, obviously uh, a huge weekend uh, this weekend for the Green Machine with the, with the game against the Chooks. Yeah, massive. Can't wait. Grand final rematch. Uh, first time we'll be back at the SCG since 1987, so yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, good stat that one. I, I can't believe that it's been 87 grand final. We lost to Manly on that occasion. I can't believe we haven't played a game there since, so uh, that's an incredible um, statistic and uh, I'm sure, Johnny, that the boys will be looking forward to playing in a, a pretty historical venue. Yeah, definitely. I think we are looking through the uh, squad before, I think Sia would have been the only player who was born when we last played there, so... It's going to be fantastic just to be able to play at that sort of venue. It's like very historic. You've got those famous stands as well, and um, a few cricket fans, I think, in the in the playing group too. So I think they'll be pretty keen. Yeah, that's right. We'll have a look at the team a little bit later on. We're also going to catch up this week with Charles Nickel Clockstad, who's going to give us an update on how he thinks he's progressing this year and, and what he can think of the team uh, this week with all of those changes due to injury. Just on the injury front, uh, gentlemen, obviously um, some pretty devastating news for both Josh Hodgson. And Bailey Simonson, uh, after that game on the weekend, uh, both will have surgery on uh, uh, injuries. Josh, the knee, and Bailey, the shoulder. Uh, but, you know, starting with Hodge, a huge loss for us because he is a, a very instrumental part of our team. Oh, massive. Uh, you can't even put into calculations just how crucial Hodge is to our side. So that's a massive loss. But having said that, though, we're quite fortunate to have uh, some quality players and great depth at our club. You know, Saliva Havili comes into the side and... Also, Tom Starling onto the interchange. So, yeah, hopefully um, they'll both do a job against the Chooks. Yeah, both of those guys uh, had the opportunity to, to play some footy last year and Saliva's um, been understudy for Josh uh, for a few years since he arrived at the club. He had to play the first half of the season there at Hooker when uh, Hodge was coming back from that other knee injury. So, uh, Johnny, he's got the experience there and the runs on the board in that position. Yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a quality player, brings plenty of energy. I remember when he first came to the club, there were question marks about... If he could play 80 minutes, he started playing about 40 to 50 minutes and then really worked his way into that role. And by um, probably the last couple of months of him being the starting nine, he was playing 80 minutes. So he's, he can do that, but that's really good. This time around, we've got Tom Starling. Both filled in really well last year when uh, Hodjo broke his thumb. Uh, I think we won all three games as well when Hodjo was out. So it's very different. You can't replace a guy like Hodjo. But what you can do is have some quality depth, and that's what we do have. Yeah, it can be done. We've seen uh, in the past some teams having success um, despite losing key players, and you've only got to go back to North Queensland. They made the grand final without Jonathan Thurston. Uh, So, you know, it can be done. Uh, Obviously, we'd love to have Josh there, but, you know, it is an opportunity, and that's what this game's all about. So looking forward to seeing how Saliva and and Tom uh, Starling both go this weekend. Let's have a look at some of the news that's been uh, happening around the club uh, this week. Uh, and we've had a signing, Tom. Tell us a bit about Harry Rushton. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I haven't seen really too much of Harry Rushton. Obviously, he's a young kid uh, coming through the ranks at the Wigan Warriors. He hasn't played Super League, but he has made the bench for their first team on a number of couple of games. 
uh, I saw a couple. I saw a couple of um, bits of vision from um, online on the Wigan Warriors website, um, and I, from what I saw, he's quite a um, he's quite a big boy for his age. Uh, he's still got plenty of growing to do, but geez, he's got some pace about him. He was definitely making quite a few sort of damaging runs. Reminds me, I dare say, of if I could compare him to any NRL player, uh, he sort of plays and looks a bit like Boyd, a young Boyd Cordner. So yeah, 18, 18 years old. Uh, he's signing for three years. So, look, there's going to be no expectation that he's going to, you know, walk straight into the first-grade team. That's for sure, John. And uh, he'll have the opportunity to come over here and, and uh, begin his career in the 20s and, and probably at um, New South Wales Cup, whatever that competition looks like next season. And, and then, you know, try and push a claim for first grade at some point during his uh, time at the club. Yeah, definitely. I think um, the big thing for him is just to be able to get a, an NRL pre-season under his belt. Like, there's no expectations, as you said, for him to be able to come in and go straight into the starting side or even the bench or anything like that, starting in Jersey Flag, almost a bit like um, Kai O'Donnell did last year where he came, he came into played a bit of fair bit of flag um, last year, played in the 20s um, and then had an opportunity in, well, the one round of New South Wales Cup that we, that we had and has managed to go on and impress. And I think there's hope that Harry's able to do the same thing. He's very young. He's a lot younger than someone like Kai as well, only 18. So uh, there's plenty of growing, mm. as you said, Tom, and um, maturing and just getting used to the physicality of training with NRL players. Yeah, that's right. I mean, outside of your David Fafitas and uh, and Payne Haas, you don't see many young forwards uh, really step in and play a lot of first grade too early in their career. It's a position where you probably um, mature into as you get a bit older. So we wish Harry all the best and uh, congratulate him on uh, joining the club and we look forward to seeing him uh, early next year. Well, let's have a look at that Melbourne Storm game, 20 points to 14 at GIA Stadium on Friday night. And unfortunately, Tom, uh, we couldn't quite get that last try to get us back into a position to send it the golden point. But positive signs for the team. Uh, they handled the adversity of losing Josh Hodgson uh, quite well and uh, put in one of their better performances this season. Yeah, I was daring to dream actually at the end when Chance went over for that uh, last minute try, but unfortunately the boys couldn't just couldn't sort of get that extra one to snatch or take send the match in a golden point or jag us the win. Um, but yeah, like you said, mate, considering what actually happened to our team throughout the match, it's quite a quite a good effort for us to only be in that game with only six points. Big talking point in that match was the sin binning to Bailey Simonson, which resulted in a Melbourne Storm try. Uh, Graham Annersley, the referee's boss and the, I suppose the, the general manager of football for the NRL, came out this week and uh, admitted that they got it wrong. And, and uh, obviously Ricky wasn't happy uh, post-match. Let's have a listen to what he had to say at the time. Without being disrespectful to Craig's team, um, it was three tries all. And there was two tries there that um, that uh, were against the run of play, you know. A bit of miscommunication on the dead ball line there with Nuck and uh, Nick, and then <clears throat> an attacking kick that went went wrong. And uh, Ryan Pappenhausen ran 70 or so. And then the, the try when we had a man down, and we should never have been a man down. There is no way in the world he should have been uh, sent to the sin bin. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to make a big issue of it, but I just don't understand uh, how we, we use all this technology and money and still get it wrong. Because there was no way that uh, Bailey Simonson should have been sent from the field when he was going for the football as well. 
frustrating part of Rick that you know, it wasn't like it was an on-field call. It was reviewed by the bunker to get to that decision. <clears throat> they got it wrong. Simple as that. Like they did against Man the, the Manly game. But they'll be back in the box again next week. Yeah, and he's probably vindicated there, Rick, um, based on Graham's response to that, John. And uh, disappointing uh, that we had that call go against us on the night. Um, the sad part is that you can't do anything about it now and it's not something that we can pull back, so we just have to move on from it. Yeah, definitely. Like, it was, yeah, it was a rough call and then um, they go into that vacant, vacant spot to score not long afterwards as well. So, yeah, it was rough, but we had our chances as well, so I don't think it's... It's not an excuse, but I think we just look at it and go, we've got um, things that we can work on, things that we can improve. And I really think we are improving as a team. Like, the attack looked a lot better. We're putting on pressure. We're winning that field position battle, which is really encouraging, which I feel like we we definitely weren't winning earlier in the year, even when we beat Melbourne down in Melbourne. So some positive signs. Just looking, to, probably just need to um, work. Just this combination still got a little bit of developing to go, but there's mm. some really promising signs there. And as you said, Tom, like, to deal with what we did with, um, Josh and Bailey having to leave the field um, to be six points away from a, from a win, like that's a testament to our boys. Yeah, I think that the, the the work in progress on that right edge has sort of been hampered by the consistent changes that we've had to make during injury. So I thought Michael Oldfield looked a lot more comfortable out there in his second game uh, for the season. And I thought our left edge in, in terms of attack was the best that it's looked all season. I mean, people don't praise him enough for the skill that he possesses. But Jared Croker's, uh, his hands and his wow. vision uh, at that left centre spot, um, you know, he can do some things out there that a lot of players, you know, can't do. And I feel that he's getting better um, as his career goes on. Yeah, he seems like a fine wine to it. He seems to be getting better with age. But I really think that part of his game tends to fly under the radar a bit. Um, he's, he, he's, I feel like he's almost made sort of one of those passes every game and put on a try assist. I think there was... The one when we played the Storm earlier down in Amy Park, the quick hands, and it put in uh, Rappiner on the wing, uh, and that pass again to um, Nick on the on the on the on the left was also unbelievable. Um, but I was I was actually just on that point. I was really impressed with a number of our outside backs making a lot of really sort of dirty carries out of our defensive end. I thought that was quite impressive. Michael Oldfield in particular. Yeah, Nick Kotrick was very strong. Josh Papali in the middle of the field. Um, everyone sort of contributed to a pretty strong team performance. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get the win, but uh, we'll move on and uh, focus on this week. All right, time to shift to the grand final rematch, round 10 up there against the Roosters at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, probably a lot's happened in terms of squad changes for both sides, some season-ending injuries, some players moving on at the end of the season, so it won't quite have that same feeling about this game going into it based on what we thought the grand final rematch was going to look like earlier in the season, John. But two teams um, that you know have got some very talented players still within the ranks and it's going to be quite an entertaining contest. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. There's so many matchups all across the park where I just can't wait to watch some of these, um, these happen. I think uh, Angus Crichton up against uh, Elliot Whitehead, that's going to be an amazing matchup. Really looking forward to that. We're talking about how good Jared Croker's been. Like, he's always been good, but he just seems to just keep finding... Uh, gears to go up. He's up against Joey Manu as well, so like, that's going to be a really, really good matchup too. So I- I'm really excited for this. I think um, it's, it's almost like a backs against the walls job. A lot of the media writing off the Raiders, but you hear the players talk about the injuries that they're not as worried about it as um, the outside noises are. 
everyone on the outside is saying, oh, the Raiders can't do it. The players are going, well, we're going to lift. Um, it doesn't matter who comes into the side. We know we've got quality players in our squad. We touched on it earlier today, but Tom Starley uh, getting his first opportunity of the year, Tom. And when he played in those games last season, particularly that Bulldogs game, I think, when we had a number of players out, um, it just showed that he's up to this level and he can come in and, and do a really good, handy job for us if required. Yeah, love Starlo. Absolute little pocket rocket. Um, he's. I'm really. Look, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing him play. You know, maybe sort of getting a few minutes in the second half. Um, people seem to forget as well. Starlo is actually he. He can handle himself in defence as well. I remember. I think it was against the Tigers at Bankwest. He put an absolute ripper shot on one of their players. I think it might have been Corey Thompson. Um, but, yeah, stoked for Stalo because he's going to get a bit more game time and it, he's probably a bit frustrated and sick of running laps around um, uh, at the Oval here at um, the Huawei Raiders Centre with the, the rest of the other crew. Yeah, that's right. I mean, these guys have got to be ready and they've got to be prepared and they get an opportunity uh, this week. Talking about the grand final rematch, let's have a listen to what Josh Papali had to say coming up against the Roosters this weekend. Um, I don't think there's too many of us left from last year, but um, you know, I, was, I was just looking at it the other day where I think eight to ten players from last year's grand final are not playing in uh, this Thursday's game. But uh, you know, we got some uh, young guys coming through there that's that's ready to go, and uh, you know, for myself and. Uh, I guess Toots and Jack, uh, the ones that were there last year, it's, um, you know, that one hurt last year and it still does. And, um, yeah, hopefully we play well on Thursday then. There he is, big papa. Always pretty chilled in his media conferences. Uh, it saves his energy for the field, John. And uh, with the injuries to the middle at the moment, we said last week that he had to lift and perform and he did just that. And I'm sure that he'll be looking to do the same again this weekend. Yeah, 50th NRL try as well. He's got a really good try scoring record, especially for a front rower. Um, he just lifts everyone around him. If he does, he was often doing like two to three really strong carries per set. He played, I think, about 60 minutes as well. And that's the thing is, like, we're not even surprised by it. That's just, that's just Papa. He's a gun. Yep, he sure is. Dynamis Louie will partner him in the front row this weekend. Joe Tarpany, he's been starting from the bench the last couple of games. He's been named to start this weekend. I think he probably will start in this one. I just feel um, that we're going to need his experience out there early on. Uh, Ricky might change things up maybe before the start of the match, but I've just got a feeling that he'll probably start, Tom, and, and get some of that um, sort of um, aggression and energy in the forward pack early in the game. Yeah, I think I think Taps' experience as well is going to be quite crucial for us. I think he's um, he brings a lot to the side, and I think we just sort of need that extra bit of mongrel, especially to sort of combat some of the Roosters' forwards. Yep, looking forward to it, that's for sure. All right. No wins. I'll give you half a point last week, Johnny. You said that Josh Hodgson would have... Uh, a try assist and a one-on-one steal. You got the, the try assist, but unfortunately the injury um, didn't allow him to stay on long enough to get the one-on-one steal. But uh, another duck egg for myself and Tom. Uh, what are we going this week? Well, I'm uh, straight out of the John Croyder textbook. I'm going to go for an obscure try <laughs> scoring situation. I've just got a feeling George Williams is going to do one of those little kick-in behinds where CNK runs through and latches onto. I think it was the second last try or the last try that he scored against the Eels. Quite similar to that one. So, so you're going for a, a try assist from a kick from George Williams. George, okay, that is yep, obscure. Yeah, okay. I thought I was the king of obscure ones, and I actually have something kind of similar. I've been really liking Chandra's uh, running on the inside for Jack, and I was thinking a Jack Whiten try assist or a CNK try. There you go. Well, I'm going to go something that involves Chandra's nickel clock stat as well. I'm going to go for a Chandra's nickel clock stat try assist. 
uh, and it's going to be to Nick Kotrick. So I think he's going to somehow work his way into the back line and, and find Nicola for a try in the corner. So there we go, three CNK podcast predictions this weekend and it's a good segue into our next segment where we'll be catching up with Chan's Nickel Clockstad. Stick around, you're watching Behind the Limelight thanks to OAC Digital. Joining us on the Behind the Lala podcast this week, thanks to OAC Digital, is Chan's Nickel Klockstad. Uh, Nuck, how are you travelling, mate? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, let's kick it off with a bit of a chat around uh, the team at the moment and some of the adversity that you guys are facing. Obviously, a um, couple of disappointing injuries out of the weekend's game. Uh, how are Josh and Bailey? Have you had a chance to have a chat to them yet? Yeah, I've, I've had a chance to uh, chat to both those boys. Um, you know, their, their spirits are, pr- are pretty good at the moment. Um, you know that they understand it's a part of footy, and you know they're obviously really disappointed, but they all are um, pretty optimistic about the crew we have here, and um, you know the job that we can do this year as well. Yeah, obviously Josh, um, but in particular, is a really big part of the team. He's one of the captains and also one of the pivotal playmakers. Have, have you guys had a discussion on how you guys are going to approach your footy uh, without him in the team yet? Yeah, it's a huge loss for us. Um, you know, like you said, he, he's. Uh, one of our leaders, one of our captains, and um, you know he, he gives real good direction, uh, enthusiasm, um, everything that Alina need, needs to bring to a squad he brings. And uh, we just spoke about the boys coming in for for him and uh, Bailey just bringing that same energy. Um, you know, and you can't go wrong there um, as long as you're applying yourself, um, you know, to the systems that we we want to have in place here. Uh, we we should be all right. One of the big things that helped us uh, have success last year was the depth in the squad and it's certainly been tested so far this season but it's great to see young guys getting an opportunity. We saw Kai O'Donnell on the weekend and and, and also it looks as though Tom Starling might be in calculations now uh, going forward. Does it is it really boost you to know that these guys are capable of stepping in? Yeah, you know, it is a really good opportunity for these boys to come in and, um, you know, uh, give it their all. They've, they've been training really hard. Um, during the preseason and during this time as well with the COVID stuff happening. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate the way that they've got their opportunity, but, um, you know, I know they're going to make the most of it. Uh, we just have to worry about the squad that we do have at the moment and we understand that, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're lacking, I guess, a, a little bit of leadership there with, with Hodgie going down, but we've got good players coming in and, and, and they've been working really hard, so we shouldn't be missing that much. Chance on your game personally, um, yeah, obviously with that full year of first grade under your belt, you've had the chance to um, develop into a, uh, a player that can add more to this team. How do you think you're progressing along so far this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy with how I'm tracking at the moment. Um, you know, a, a little bit of a hiccup on the weekend and, uh, you know, the best thing about that is, is another opportunity to, to improve on those things that I thought I, I went wrong with on the weekend and um, continue to build on the foundation that I've, I've laid. Um, you know, looking back from, from clips from last year when we played other teams and um, going into our games against them this year, it's, it's really, um, I guess, exciting and uh, uplifting for me to see how far I've come from those games. And, um, you know, I've, I've really got a big emphasis on, you know, trying to be better every week and I've got a really good uh, coaching staff here helping me with that and um, really good mates as well. Your running game last season 
was the thing that really sort of um, you know brought you onto the scene and see you explode into the NRL. But you've developed that pass over over the off season break and something that you've um, you've worked really hard on. Uh, how do you enjoy that part of the game, being a, a player that can have that little extra string to his bow? Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed um, adding adding things to my game. Um, you know, I knew being a fullback um, and looking at you know the, the top level fullbacks in the game. One thing that they all had was a, a really good passing game, and um, that's something that I've really, really nailed, uh, tried to knuckle down on uh, over the off season. And um, you know, the coaches here are, are giving me the license to uh, back myself. Um, you know, it's 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 a bit of a risky pass, um, but with the reps that I'm trying to put in here at training and um, the confidence that I get from my teammates and coaching staff, uh, I feel like I'm only going to get better at that. You've obviously got the ability to, to pop up on both sides of the field. Um, you've worked with Jack Whiten um, for, you know, you're into your second season with him. How's your relationship with George Williams out there on the field progressing? Yeah, it's, it's going really well. Uh, I'm really enjoying um, working on my combination with, with both halves. Um, obviously, you know, you already touched on it. I've really got that sort of, um, that, that base with, with Jack Whiten and, um, I'm really wanting to establish that with Georgie as well, and I feel like we're just we're, we're building every single week. I feel like we're getting better every single week, and um, it's only a matter of time before everything clicks into gear and um, things start going our way. But um, you know, we're we're have a pretty good relationship, me and Georgie, outside of the footy, um, footy here, and um, yeah, we're actually going to go for coffee after this. You've had the opportunity uh, as well to. Um, play some rep footy at the back end of last year. Do you think that experience sort of um, brought you back a better player? Yeah, I think it did. Um, you know, I've been I've been working uh, from a mental point of view with a uh, a good friend back home, and um, it's about taking confidence from your past achievements, um, and you know, being able to represent uh, the New Zealand Kiwis was it's such a highlight for me, and um, even the experience with the boys that we have here. Um, you know, we obviously fell short and uh, we can only be a, bit, a better team from uh, the experience we had last year. So I'm really looking forward to continuing to build on the foundation that we've laid. And um, like I said, it's, we're getting better each week and once we click, uh, we'll be a hard team to stop. It was always going to come up uh, when, it, when we looked at the draw and saw when we played the Roosters, but the, the grand final rematch is upon us this week. Uh, has there been any discussion around uh, this game any differently to any week, or have you just approached it the same as you would any other game? Yeah, you know, the grand final's behind us. Um, you know, the, the result obviously uh, still stings, and it'll, it'll sting uh, for a while, but, um, you know, we've, we've approached this game as, as any other game. We've, you know, obviously... Um, had to take the learnings from the weekend just gone and uh, that's what we're looking to do. We're, we're happy that we get to uh, rectify our errors and improve on uh, last week and in a few days and it's really exciting that we get to go up against um, you know, pr- Premiership heavyweights and the Roosters and um, see where we're at. The game uh, last year is, is gone but obviously there's been a bit of hype around it uh, this weekend. Both teams are looking pretty different to the teams that did play in that grand final with injuries and and uh, a couple of players moving on from each club. So it really is a, a different um, sort of lead-up altogether, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, both sides are going through their own adversities. And, you know, as a, as a squad, we've, we've had to um, wrestle with adversity the whole year. So um, it's nothing new to us. Like I said, I'm really excited for the players. They get the opportunity to come in. And I, I know they'll do a big job for us. And um, they're going to come with their energy. And that's something we want to base our game off. So... Really looking forward to the game on Thursday. 
you come up against uh, the Dallium uh, fullback of the year from last season and also uh, uh, the New South Wales and Australian fullback James Tedesco. He's obviously uh, one player that's going to draw a lot of focus uh, in team video and things like that this week. For you personally, though, what's it like coming up against the, the premier players that play your position? Yeah, it's amazing for me. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I still feel like I'm a rookie. Uh, I, I really am a rookie. I've only really played last year or first grade, and it's really exciting for me to come up against players like that. You know, if there's one thing you want to do, and it's I want to see where, where you're at, and uh, the best way to test that is going up against uh, the best of the best, really. He is the best player in the game at the moment, uh, and he, he's, he's the uh, best player in my position. So I'm really looking forward to going up against him. Um, you know, I've, I've tried to have a look at his game and see what I can implement on my own, and you know, there's a lot from his game that I think I can add to my mind. So um, I'm really excited, and I can't wait. Well, mate, it's only uh, not too far away, the Thursday night game up there at the SCG against the Roosters. Uh, we wish you all the best of luck for this game and also for the rest of the season. Thanks for taking the time out to have a chat to us. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate it. There he is, Charles Nickel Clockstat, wrapping up this week's Behind the Limelight podcast. We'll catch you next week.